Hey, just a warning. While Fuller House is a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Fullest House podcast, now starring Kevin Hart. I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. Guys, it's a Ramona-centric episode. I know. I feel like we haven't had one of these in a while. Right? I missed her. It's she's our best girl. Our best girl. Yeah. And we saw more of Robert Popko. Our good friend Robert Popko. Which is an achievement for this episode on its own. Robert Quincy Popko. Robert the Quincy second appearance Popko. of Popko on the series. Thank you, IMDb, for keeping track of how many episodes random characters are in. It's it's important. And might I might I comment on his attire, which consisted of a tie-dye t-shirt over a black t-shirt, a leather jacket with a leather hood, black jeans, and a white fedora variant. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't leave out the fedora. And a necklace. The necklace, yeah. That's what we call costume design. <laughs> you look at Popco and you know everything you need to know about him. Before he even opens his mouth, you're immediately like, fuck this guy. He is the ultimate douchebag, and it really shows. That is how much they care on this show. You can see it. You just look at him and you can see it. Old Bobby Poppy. <laughs> oh, Bobby, Bobby Poppy? I can't tell if you guys liked that or disliked it. I mean, I prefer just calling him by his full name of Robert Popko, but... <laughs> to each his own. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good with Robert Popko. This is not the sacred J money. We can have multiple epithets for, for a character. That is true. That is true. It doesn't need to be one... That's true. I mean, like, Jay Money has to have one because he's Jay Money. Yeah. That's yeah. just who he is. But Robert Popko contains multitudes. Yeah. Yes. That's a fair point. Uh, <laughs> Tyler does point out he looks like what Jimmy Buffett thinks is today's youth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very valid point, honestly. Popko is what's wrong with kids today. I don't think there's anything wrong with kids today, but if I had to identify something, it's Popko. Yes, we're all old men here. This is the yeah. problem with kids today. Back in my day, we didn't wear any of them newfangled fedoras and tie-dye shirts and leather jackets. We just wore normal clothes like normal people. We wore our button-down shirts and our khakis and cardigans. We wore a suit and tie to school every day. Like Max. Max was is <laughs> dressed like a normal person, of course. Exactly. Oh, yes. It was very sad, and we enjoyed it. <laughs> I I have, before we get into the episode proper, I do have one more question on this topic. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Should Max have a hat? Ooh. What kind? I mean, I feel like that depends entirely on the type of hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Corollary question. What kind of hat? Maybe a top hat. Mm, Ooh, I think yeah. a top hat. I think Max could pull off a top hat. hat. You could pull a little, a jaunty top hat. Yes. Give him maybe a cravat. Or, or like, what's one of those, like, baseball caps? Or, like, not a baseball cap. It's a cap that, uh... You, you know, like, it's... it's you, kind of, you can kind of imagine, like, a... Like a 1930s Newsie. Yeah, I think I knew... I was yeah, about okay. to say a Newsie's cap. Oh, like, yeah, 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 the Newsie yeah. cap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that, that a flat cap? Yeah. Because I feel like... Because I was going to say, yeah. I feel like Top Hat could work for Max, but I feel like it works even better for Fernando. <laughs> I want yeah. everything in the series to be exactly the same, except Fernando's wearing a top hat throughout. Yeah, yes. I feel like Fernando in a top hat would just be wonderful. 
So yeah, Knox can get the newsy cap, but Fernando gets a top hat. Fernando gets a top hat. Um, but we should. <laughs> Tyler says Kengel hats, of course. Tyler, you know everything. Oh, Tyler, all-knowing being of editing. Mm. Where would we be without you? Tyler, can you tell me my future? Are we avoiding the episode? (laughs) I mean, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like this is an episode that... I feel like there's not as much to talk about this episode. Yeah. I I think... This is, as they say, an episode where you gotta find your fun. Pretty much, yeah. Well, let's find our fun, then. So we open up with Ramona... Uh, hanging out with Popgro while Jackson is trying to woo Lola through her brother. Yeah. J-Money. Um, which is very sad. And guys, kids be texting. Kids be texting. Uh, yeah. You know, kids be texting. That's like the entire opening joke. Yeah, they're all texting. Kimmy walks in and says, why are you kids texting? Kids be texting. And they're like, we're texting each other, mom. And then a laugh track. And then, so J-Money leaves the room. And uh, and then Popco starts laying on on the pop. I, I do think it should be noted. Laying down the Popco. Like you said, Jay Money leaves the room to FaceTime Lola's brother, hoping that he'll get to see Lola in the background somewhere. Oh, boy. Yes. It's very pathetic. He really has embraced, like, peak simp. It's so funny because I remembered him becoming full sad boy later in the show. I thought it was later. But no, it's just season two starts. This is him now. This is the only thing <laughs> yeah, he is. I feel like I feel like season two, like all the episodes in season two, we thought were like season three episodes, something like that. Like yeah. season two, I guess, was just like a fever dream where we just went right from season one to season three. And there is no two, but there is a two. And it's all the stuff that we thought was season three. These episodes start coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> I guess the show is just shorter than we remember. These episodes start coming and they don't stop coming. React, Zach. I want you to react. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Mark, I'm not... Musical bits. Listen, it, it doesn't take a lot to get me to laugh. But you know what? You tried and, you know, I'm developing as a person and my sense of humor is developing. You know what? I was sure that was going to get you and I'm I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> You're so grown up. I, I, my mind's eye, I can see you doing your taxes. <laughs> um, we're at Bobby Popko says to or asks Ramona if she's ever kissed anyone and then says he thinks she should kiss someone she doesn't like just to get her first kiss out of the way. And guys, I think he's talking about himself. No. Mostly because he points to himself and says, like me. Those were the hints, yes. Oh, that's what that meant? Yeah, it was very subtle. I know. A lot of people missed it. It was it was very subtle. I didn't catch it on my first watch through. I you know. I only realized when I started looking at forums online afterward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Popko makes the incredibly persuasive argument, you should get it out of the way and kiss me. <laughs> and Ramona says <laughs> That's no, that's essentially what it is. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That is what it is. That's his <laughs> argument. And Ramona says, sure. (laughs) Just that's the guy you want to be your first kiss. A 100% fuckboy. Oh, yeah. Undeniably. To me, it's like, yeah, he sucks. But also, like, Ramona, you gave in so quickly. I know. It was so fast. It was just like, all right, well, they're kissing now. I love how even Popko was surprised that it worked. Yeah, 
Like even Pop, even Pop go when she was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." He was like, "Wait, that worked." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of those rare moments where you empathize with Pop go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they kiss. Yeah. And Pop goes like, "Wow, you kiss good." And then they kiss again. One more kiss, and I think you'll be like up there in like the top tier of kiss. And she's like, "Okay." And then they kiss again. And now she's an S tier kisser. Yeah. And who should walk in? But Max. Dun dun dun, 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 dun. He sees the kiss. It's so every single beat, I feel like I should be saying more, but I just kind of want to get through it. I don't no, know what fair. it is about this episode. It's one of those episodes where like there's not much to talk about. Yeah. I feel I feel once we get to DJ's subplot, we'll have a little more. Oh, DJ's subplot. That's that's fair. I feel like the DJ subplot has a lot more. Yeah. But uh yeah, Max walks in and is like, oh, you're kissing Robert Popko? <laughs> and Max asks, are you, like, into him? And that's 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 <laughs> that's what he sounds like. He's like, are you into him? Yeah, I was going to say, I love the uh, I love the Max voice. Yeah, it's it's a uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah. He's Sylvester Stallone. Come on, are you? Are you in the popco? In the popco, Oh my god. Me and Max. My dog, Cosmos. Me and Max. I'm a seven year old. I have a dog. Cosmo. One kid can make a difference. I like to clean things. Like my like my grandpa, Danny Tanner. Oh, probably one day find out I'm gay. Adrian. Yeah, that's that was another thing that we, that was another inside joke we came up with on our first watch of Fuller House, and I think it's starting to come up again, where we're just convinced the entire time Max just doesn't know that he's gay yet. It's well, because he's seven years old. It might have been this episode when we realized. Yeah, I think it was this episode because of things that happen later, which we'll get to. We don't mean it in any sort of derogatory way. It's no, just of course not. Like I like Max. I think he's going to be very happy when he comes out. And by the way, there can be different kinds of masculinity. Yeah. I'm not saying just because, as he does in this episode, he um, offers Ramona fashion advice and maybe has a crush on Blake Shelton. <laughs> I'm not saying that he's gay because of those. I'm just saying that he could be. And I think I want Max to be happy and I want Max exactly. to be proud of who he is. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to get that out of the way because I did not want to drift into homophobia. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That is an important thing to not do. Yeah. <laughs> it's an important thing to not do. Four House did not get the memo. Nope. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. We're getting ahead of ourselves because the beginning of this episode is not interesting. Actually, that is the beginning. Just the scene ends after that. So then we, yeah. we cut to uh, them in the kitchen. Uh, DJ, yeah. Stephanie, and Tommy. Yeah, and DJ comes out, and this is just like I did a Max impression. Um, this is my DJ impression. DJ's like, oh, I'm so exhausted. Yeah. Ah, I'm so exhausted. I work all day at the vet clinic. I throw my back out, and then nobody <laughs> appreciates me. I want to go to bed, but I gotta, I gotta get to bed by nine thirty. Cause I'm DJ. That's a real joke that they make. Yeah, yeah. She literally says that. Oh yeah, it is a real thing that she says where she's like, I gotta go to bed by nine thirty. Cause if I don't go to bed by nine thirty, I'll die. <laughs> well, you see, she does see. She actually does the three like douchebag things to create like to like optimize your life. She wakes up at five a.m. She takes cold showers. 
She does the plant-based diet or the carnivore diet. Take your pick. And maybe on top of that, no fap, but that's sort of a, a touchy subject. D- DJ does spend her time just like gnawing at raw meat. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What's the mental picture of that? I'm just imagining her in the corner with like a cartoon steak in her mouth. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, just like gnawing on like a bone for like every last piece of meat. DJ has two character traits. She is mom and she is a carnivore, I guess we've established. <laughs> she's a mom and she's an animal. Yeah. Oh, DJ is an animal. The more I go over this episode, the more I discover that nothing any of the characters do has any logic to it. Um, because Steph says, DJ, I know you're dead tired, and but I think the best thing for you to do would be to go out tonight. Exactly. And DJ goes, okay. So, so <laughs> Steph wants to take DJ out to meet a guy. That's, yeah. that's the goal. Well, actually, I think she says it's not the goal, but then it becomes the goal later on. Yeah. It becomes the goal, yeah. DJ doesn't really want to do it, but I, th- I thought Steph was pretty on board with, we gotta get you a man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. she's yeah. trying to tell that to DJ, that she needs a man. But uh, then they decide that the best thing to do is to go crash a very Irish wedding. Remember the Indian party? <laughs> yeah. It's part two of that. It's that, but Ireland. Yeah. Why can't these characters go to any party or event or anything and not make fun of some ethnicity? I know! It's so weird! But it's so much more fun to make fun of random ethnicity. I I can't (laughs) even say that. I I can't say that with a straight face. Yeah, I think think it's best if we don't get into examples. Yeah. But yeah, it's very Irish. They're all like eating corned beef sandwiches. Faith and bigora. <laughs> Which is an Irish American thing, corned beef sandwiches. But they're like actually Irish. They're like from Ireland. Yeah, they're like from Ireland. Everyone there has an Irish accent. And uh, eventually they're at the party and DJ and Stephanie spot this really cute guy from across the party. Total hunk. And they're just like... Oh, DJ, you gotta talk to him. DJ's gotta talk to the hunk, the Irish hunk. She wants to be the next Mrs. Michael Flatley. Yeah, Lord of the Dance. Mrs. Lord of the Dance. Colin Firth as Bullseye in Daredevil. Oh my god. Mrs. Yeah. Chief O'Hara. I'm gonna keep. I'm, oh I'm gonna try to keep naming uh, stereotypical, stereotypically Irish characters. Oh, so now Is that we're a naming road examples. We want to go down. <laughs> Not exact. Look, no, no, no. There's a difference between naming examples of stereotypes, because I thought we were very close to being like, what's next? They're going to go to this event and encounter these things, which I think we should err away from. It's different to say, (laughs) to say these characters exist and are very stereotypically Irish. I know. I just wanted to see how you would react. And that was very good. I'm, I'm glad you were. I'm glad you were entertained. Not Colin for I not Colin Farrell is bullseye. I don't know. I I just kind of take whatever Mark says as being true because I know he knows more about this kind of thing than I do. And I'm very bad at placing like actors' faces with names with roles and whatever. So like I just hear Colin Firth as bullseye and I think, yeah, sounds right. 
And we should point out that they crash the wedding and give fake names. DJ tells this hunky dude that her name is Sinead O'Connor. With her sister, Carol. Yeah, Carol Carol O'Connor, Archie Bunker on All in the Family. Oh, God. Uh. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like, DJ, you could have just not done that. Um, meanwhile, meanwhile, Ramona goes to Kimmy saying, I have big news. Uh, I don't know if I should be telling you. And Kimmy says, you can tell me anything. We're like sisters, like twin sisters, in fact. (laughs) Which I didn't notice it in the first watch through, but there is like I, I noticed that Kimmy is way too involved in Ramona's life. But there is definitely an undercurrent in this series that Kimmy wants to be a teenager. Yeah. And thinks she's a teenager. Oh, yeah. Like, there was a whole thing where Kimmy was like, oh, Ramona, you can tell me anything. We're like sisters. We're like twin sisters. Yeah. So I'd imagine it's more of like, if twin sisters were more of like a Russian nesting doll kind of situation. Okay, yeah. When, when she gave birth, Kimmy opened up and Ramona just popped out. Yeah. There's... There's definitely a... Guys, do you think there's a larger Kimmy Gibbler out there somewhere? Just a giant... Like an Andre the Giant-sized Kimmy Gibbler? Oh my god. (laughs) Or is Kimmy the largest one? If this image is too upsetting, Kimmy could be the largest one, and we just get progressively smaller. No, I I want there to be a larger Kimmy Gibbler. I just think it would be funny. Yeah. And, and, And she has a really deep voice, too. It's, you know... Hola, Tanneritos. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Kimmy, who is Ramona's twin sister, of course, Ramona shares with her the deets about her kiss with Popco. Yeah, Kim. Uh, Kimmy is a kid just like you. If Kimmy dabs at some point... Oh my god, please. They're gonna start dabbing. It's inevitable. Yeah. Please, I would love that. It's more inevitable than the sun exploding. Anyway. <laughs> I would love it if Kimmy dabbed. I don't remember if she does, but we'll have to look out for it. Yeah, we'll oh, have to look out for it. I'm sure she does. She <laughs> has to at some point. It's so in character. Um, but Popko calls and asks Ramona out. Whoa. And now, now that they've kissed, now that they've done some smooches... Okay, well, actually, to be fair, Popko does text J-Money. Oh, he texts saying J-Money. Saying he's going to the movies, and he asks if Ramona wants to come. Right. So, technically, they did establish it's not really a date, which was clever, I suppose, on their part, because it definitely seemed like he was asking her out. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, she gets all excited, because now that she kissed him and her hormones are running, she likes Popko for some reason. Yeah. Which only only hormones can do that to Popko. He's got like two years left, and then he's going to have no dating left. They're star-crossed lovers. Ramona is maybe the only character on the show who could be on a better show. She's yeah. a good character. And Popko is just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tale as old oh. as time. Beauty and the Popko. Ooh, I want, I want Popko to kidnap Ramona and lock her in a tower, and then they fall in love. And they like and, and and she admits that she's in love with him and then he becomes like a normal person. <laughs> Hold on. I, I like this. I have one more thing to add. Taylor's I, I have one more thing to add. I love this analogy, but I want to add one thing. True as it can be. J Money as Gaston. Yes. <laughs> and I guess Max can be LeFou. 
Yes. Max is the, it's definitely I need I need a Beauty and the Beast episode. I just want to see Jay Money try to do like Gaston, but when Gaston does like all the cool things, he just fails at them miserably. <laughs> so wait, so what's what's better? Do we want Jay Money just being Jay Money in the Gaston role? Or do we want him like with Gaston's voice and everything just doing <gasps> oh, Jay? Yes. Now that you mentioned that, I'm just imagining like it's it's Jay Money with the Gaston voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm off to FaceTime Lola's brother so I can catch her in the background. <laughs> yeah, that. That's it. A perfect, very normal plan. We found the one. Is that our spinoff for this episode? Is the Fuller House spinoff of Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> the, the Fuller House Beauty and the Beast yeah. special. J-Money don't try. J-Money <laughs> is. Oh my god. J-Money in the house. J-Money got some honey. <laughs> oh my god. I can do this all day. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> J-Money got some honey. <laughs> I, I love it, but I also hate uh, it. J-Money needs to start eating three dozen eggs every day to get large. <laughs> and then yeah. die of, like, high cholesterol. Uh, I was a lad. I ate four dozen eggs every morning to help me get large. And now that I'm grown, I eat five dozen eggs, so I'm roughly the size of a barge. That's a copyrighted song, but that's musical bits. Add in the bumper. Um, I like I I you guys know this, but for the audience, I really love Beauty and the Beast. It's a great movie. I love that. It's a very good movie. Uh, though the actual guest online, um, what is it? Disgraced, publicly humiliated, is an apt description of J Money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, where were we? Oh, so he, uh, Popko asks her out. Yeah, Popko asks her out. Ramona's in her room trying to get ready for the date. And Max walks in. Uh, he's watering all the plants. With his recycled bath water. Yeah, as part of his I'm going to save the planet initiative he's using his soapy bath water to water the plants yeah. and ramona says like isn't that your old bath water or like you know your dirty bath water and max says it's not dirty it has soap in it idiot <laughs> he does call her stupid he doesn't say idiot but i'm saying but he does say that yeah I-, I did think that was a very good line though yeah you idiot it feels like something that you would hear from like troy in community yeah <laughs> Yeah. Troy, you can't take that in here. Yes, yeah, I, I can. can. It's, it's all terrain, terrain dummy. <laughs> I think we should call people dummy more. Yeah, I agree. It's an underrated word. I don't want to push hostility, but just a good dummy every once in a while is... <laughs> oh, is, yeah. I think, no, I'm with well you on placed. this one. So Ramona asks him his opinion on, should I go with this dress or this dress? Um, and I think he says that she should go with... The dress that matches her favorite icy color. So so she goes with she the spills red. it. Oh, that's yeah. the that's the line. Yeah, he says you should mm. dress to match your snacks in case you spill them on yourself. Mm. Like, but what about like popcorn? Does she need to wear a yellow dress and then change it with a red dress if the icy spills? So what I'm hearing is stripes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I was thinking more so just like one vertical thing, like down the middle, like half yellow, half red, and just like to make sure to keep the corresponding snack on either side. There's probably a dress like that she could get. I'm no fashion expert, but I'm sure I'm sure people design clothing to be spilled on. 
Yes. Um, wait, wait, guys, guys. And if they don't, we should do that. <gasps> Shark Business <saying>. opportunity. <laughs> Sharks, I have... <laughs> We all know. Look, we all give me your Shark Tank pitch right now, Mark. Look, how many times has this happened to you? You're at the movie theater. You're snacking on your popcorn. You're sipping your icy, and then oh, oh no! Look at me, clumsy me. You spill on yourself. Mm, that happens to me and all the time. And then you got a big splotch everywhere because I know if you're like me, you only ever wear white clothing. Mm. But what if I told you mm-hmm. that I have a product where you can spill on it and except for the smell, no one would notice? Ooh. Oh. Tell me more. I call it a red shirt. <laughs> so if you're eating red mm-hmm. and you spill on yourself, nobody can see. Mark, here's my take on this. Listen, I think the red shirt, it's great. It's wonderful. However, what if I want to sit there and eat some like mac and cheese or something and I spill it? Ah, ah, ah. do I have do I have news for you? Oh, I'm, are you pulling me back in? Because I'm being pulled back in. Yeah. Not only does the shirt come in red, it comes in a plethora of other colors, too, including yellow <gasps> for my mac and cheese problem. Yes, for your mac and cheese problem. I'm back in. No, 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 Mark. Don't go back to Zach. Listen. This guy's a chump, all right? I've been in the business before. I've I've made green shirts. I've made black shirts. God, I didn't even think of green. I cannot believe what I'm Harrison, my business partner of 23 years, selling me out, throwing me under the bus. If you go with me on this episode of Shark Tank, I will make your business a success. Listen, Mark, do you want to go with him or do you want to go with me, Mr. Wonderful, and sell your colored shirts to people I think, across the nation? I think I'm going to choose... Adam Levine. Damn it! Damn it! Levine! God damn it! He always gets it! Oh, wait, 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 wait. I have another pitch for you guys. Okay, Uh yes, yes. Is this our spinoff? It's Shark Tank meets The Voice. (gasps) Oh my god. Yes! Is this, like, gonna run run parallel to our other spinoff that we pitched earlier where it's every single reality show ever? (laughs) Yes, yes. It's, you have to sing... But also picture product. You have to picture product in song. Yes. It's like, uh, it's throwing some like high school musical in there. And you have to choose right because like there was that one guy who chose Mark Cuban to be his vocal coach. (laughs) He got a little confused. (laughs) Wait, wait, guys. Tyler pitched a name. Sound Tank. Perfect. We have it. We got to make this, you guys. We got to make it. Where were we? Where were um, we talking about oh, Fuller House? Speak- wait, 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 I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. Speaking of the voice, they have a conversation where Max asks Ramona, I thought you didn't even like Popgo. And she says, well, I'm starting to like Popgo. I didn't at first. And Max says, that's how I was with Blake Shelton. Ah! ah. Which is what I meant when I said that Max might have a crush on Blake Shelton. There we go. Yeah. I know it can be interpreted as now he likes his music or his persona or whatever, but this is a romantic context. <laughs> and Harrison is doing the full circle gesture. Yes. We all know it. We all know it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything comes full circle. I'm I'm just saying this scene has Max saying that he might be into Blake Shelton and also asking um, when Ramona shows <laughs> him the shoes she's considering, he just goes like, oh, no. 
Don't you have anything in a chunky heel? This is what I mean that maybe one day Max is going to realize that he's gay. Possibly. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Masculinity, whatever. Who cares? I'm here for it. I just want him to be proud and figure out who he is. Anyway, Max helps Ramona pick out clothes. Then uh, Bobby P shows up with uh, a horde of friends and... Fernando gives him a a stern talking to. He proceeds to speak at Robert Popko threateningly in Spanish. That's that is the subtitle. Yes. Yeah, it's the subtitle. Speaks threateningly in Spanish. Here's the question, guys. Popko is very much afraid of Fernando in this scene. Very much confused, but also a little bit afraid. So the question is, does Popko understand Fernando and is thus afraid? Or does he just have no idea what Fernando is saying? I think he's just afraid of the large Spanish man standing in front of him yelling. <laughs> I, if you started yelling at me in another language, I'd get pretty concerned. Yeah. yeah. Also, can we just take a moment to say like... in. I feel like this is just a common trend with Fernando. Like, why does he just start picking fights with children? Fernando, all of his enemies are children. That is true. Yeah. I don't think it happens. Wouldn't it be great? I just, I'm seeing an episode where like Fernando has a rival. Where like some guy shows up and he's like Fernando's rival on the racing circuit. Like, I need Fernando to have an enemy. Like he's better Fernando or something. Yeah, like he's better Fernando or just like he's the guy I have a feud with. Yes. And they trade like and they trade insults. I need that scene. Oh, yes. But instead he only fights with children. Which I feel like fits Fernando very well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh. Anyways, back at the wedding, things are going great. Things are going great. DJ asks if she should do an Irish accent. Stephanie says, let me hear it. Instead of just saying, no, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> uh, I think the first thing DJ says is, they're always after me, lucky charms. I cringe for Ireland. Yeah, that entire wedding subplot made me very uncomfortable. I really liked, I didn't remember what happened. So they arrive at the wedding and immediately Harrison goes, Oh no, it's the Irish stereotype episode. <laughs> and I had completely forgotten that that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, me too. But he said it and I was like, oh my god, yeah, right. Same. Oh, Literally, no. I was like, oh, he's right. I, I remember they were like river dancing and like eating corned beef and like trying to trade Irish accents. It was so sad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very weird that they don't just have like bowls of Lucky Charms. Oh god. Well, they have a they have a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch instead, as it is the superior cereal. It is. Yeah. I'd, I'd argue. You guys know my stance on Lucky Charms. That it's terrible. That it shouldn't be sold yeah. to anyone. <laughs> no, it's it's a bunch of it's a bunch of brown bits, and then to entice kids, they have marshmallows, and they're not good marshmallows. Yeah, like the cereal <laughs> is just it's just Cheerios, but then the marshmallows aren't good. And if you want to. Sell this. Just sell the marshmallows. Just sell candy. I think they have. You can make I think they candy. Have done it where it's only marshmallows. Oh God! Yeah, really? Yeah. But I'm like, get rid of the cereal part completely. Be a candy company. Who cares? You can make candy, Kellogg's. Nobody's telling you what to do. Well, I'm telling you what to do, but I'm telling you what not to do. But but also get rid of the cereal entirely. Don't make it anymore. Yes. Tricks are for kids, and Lucky Charms are for no one. <laughs> 
So they're at the Irish wedding. And all of a sudden, a river dance is starting up. Well, no, no, that happens a little later. First, DJ gets what she thinks. We went a little out of order. Yeah. With, did um, we? We might have. Wait, the wedding. I don't know. We kind of jumped ahead. Did we jump ahead? I don't even remember what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, uh, yeah. This the scene that we're at chronologically in the episode is actually when they get to the wedding. Right. Oh yeah, they get to the wedding and yes. Uh, right. Okay. And and uh, yeah, and she meets the hunky guy and tells him her name is Sinead O'Connor. She rips up a photo of the Pope. What? Yes, this actually happens in the it's Sinead O'Connor joke. Oh, not really a joke, just a reference. Got I it. get. Uh, Got I it. guess. Um. Yeah. Yeah, she meets a hunky guy because Stephanie pushes her to meet a hunky guy. And they they hit it off. They really enjoy each other's company. They're having fun singing again, the second worst rendition of Danny Boy I've ever heard right, in my life. I forgot. Right. What is it with this show and Danny Boy? They love Danny it. Boy. Well, you know, it's actually very smart because Danny Tanner was a character on the original film. Oh, so it's it's a reference intertextuality. Danny Tanner was on Full House. <laughs> yeah, Danny Tanny. Danny Tanny. Walking down the street, Danny Tanny. <laughs> yeah, that's just a running joke that we've had for a while. Is that like any four syllable name works with pretty well? Yeah, yeah. Two two things. One, musical bits. Yes. And add in the bumper. And two. Yeah, I don't know why, but my brain is flawed, and anytime I hear something four syllables long, I put it to the tune of Pretty Woman. Our personal favorite that we've found so far is Richard Nixon. Yes. Yeah, that it started when I was studying for a test, and in my mind I went, Richard Nixon, walking down the street, Richard Nixon. <laughs> when did you do that in high school or college? I forget. That's. I think it was high school. No, that was college. I was studying for. I was studying for a college test. Oh, okay. I never on that. espionage, I remember now. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were totally Yeah, on espionage. That. Because I don't know if you know this, but Richard Nixon was not a good guy. No, he <laughs> was not. No, he was not. There's an episode of Doctor Who where they meet Richard Nixon and they kind of treat him like a normal president, more or no. less. And and it, and like when I first saw it, I was like, I didn't know much about Richard Nixon, but like thinking about it now, it's just like. It's so weird. <laughs> they must have a different relationship with Nixon. But yeah, um, so we're at the wedding still, and it's time for uh, river dancing at this Irish wedding. Because of course. Because of course it is. It's if they Bollywood dance at the Indian themed party, they're gonna river dance at the Irish wedding. And DJ finds out that she has a shared dream with Sean, who's the hunky Irish guy that she's talking to. They both have a shared dream of being uh, Mrs. Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance. Which is a nice backwards way of revealing that shortly before we find out uh, Sean is gay. He reveals it to Stephanie. No, we we already know. He had revealed it to Stephanie. Stephanie said, like, you know, oh, DJ. No, no, I know. I was, had we said that in the podcast, though? I don't I think, think so. Okay, no, I don't mind. think so. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it after we talk about the wedding, but there's also a scene I want to talk about before all this with um Max and Ramona. Yeah, but we can talk about the wedding. Because yeah, Stephanie makes some comment to Sean, DJ's hunky guy, about like, you know, oh, it's you know, it's so hard finding a good guy, and he says, Don't I know it? And says to Steph that he's gay. But before Stephanie can tell DJ, they start dancing. 
they start dancing. They know it perfectly because everyone has to know how to river dance. They know every style. Everybody of dance. knows every <laughs> dance perfectly in this show. Even Stephanie, who does not have the shared dream of being Mrs. Lord of the Dance, also knows how to river dance. And just as the music cuts out, Stephanie is able to tell DJ, Sean is gay! In front of everyone. And everyone hears it. Stephanie outs Sean to his grandparents. Who are like, they do the thing. So yeah, I guess they're fine with it. Yeah, I I did write it in my notes as they fucking river dance. Is that still a common thing to do at Irish weddings? Or is that seated in this kind of old fashioned? I don't, I don't know. know. None of us are Irish. I've never been to an Irish wedding. Yeah. I've only been to Jewish ones. I was, I, I've been to, I remember being at one non-Jewish wedding and the biggest thing I noticed was they were actually drinking during the cocktail hour. Oh, really? That's the biggest thing? Yeah, yeah. The, the, I remember thinking the entire time, other than the ceremony, but I remember thinking the entire time, like, why is there no food at this cocktail hour? Cocktail hours are about eating food, eating many things that people are coming around with. Yeah. And they had like a couple things, but mostly it was people actually drinking. It was, mm-hmm. it was baffling. Interesting. I mean, it's called a cocktail hour. Anyway, Stephanie and DJ have this scene where they both say, I wish I was more like you. DJ says, I wish I was more like you, Steph. Free spirited, not a care in the world, just a real mess. No responsibilities or money or, or maturity, just a mess. And Steph says, I wish I was more like you. Happy? <laughs> she, uh, she does say, I wish I was, yeah, I wish I was more like you. You wake yeah. up happy. <laughs> so it's this little window. Into yeah, she's like, I go to bed at yeah. 9.30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the bride throws the bouquet and right as Stephanie is saying, oh, you can't catch the bouquet because we're not supposed to be here. She just like DJ jumps up and bouquet. just grabs it from midair. Yeah. Because of, of course she does. Boom. As we've said, if DJ goes to an event, the event becomes about DJ. Yeah. yeah. Also, they were also like front and center during the river dance. And I was like, is yeah. someone going to ask them if they know the bride at that point? But it happens after she catches the bouquet. Yeah. the um, She catches the bouquet, quickly passes it off to someone else. But it's too late. The bride says, um, you know, do, do I know you? And they try to say, well, you're cousins. You, of course, you know us. Um, but it doesn't work, and then they run away. And that's the wedding. That's mm-hmm. the wedding. They did bring a gift. Very thoughtful. Which was very nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> but they still shouldn't yeah. have crashed it. <laughs> it was a soup ladle, I guess. Good. Which is nice. Oh, yeah. You know, it's one of those things you never you never think about it until you need it, and then you need it. Right. But I do just want to say, sort of in the middle of the wedding... There's a scene where Max is tickling Cosmo and Tommy. And then who should appear in the window? Is it Ramona? Is it Ramona? Is it Peter Pan? Yeah, there's a joke where Max says, it's Peter Pan. (laughs) I was going to make a thing of, but a little, who should appear in the window? But a little boy looking for his shadow. (laughs) But not that person. Instead, it's Ramona. I mean, technically, at that point, they've got all all the makings necessary to have a Peter Pan style adventure. I mean... Ramona can be Wendy, Max can be John, they have the dog, and then Tommy can be Michael. Are we 
Are we slowly remaking the entire Disney canon, but with Fuller House characters? (laughs) Jay Money is Captain Hook. Oh, for sure. Oh, 100%. Actually, no. Jay Money is Peter. I I want Jay Money to be Captain Hook only because I want him to be afraid of a crocodile and then eaten by a crocodile. That's fair. Fernando is Peter. That that felt... (laughs) 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 Because Fernando never grew up. Yep. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Oh, wait. Did we forget to mention that, like, Ramona goes to the movies, but she finds out it's not a date. We did. Oh, yeah. We did. The Popko shows up with another girl okay. who, by the way, looks so much younger than the rest of them. She looks like an 11-year-old. Yeah. yeah. It's really uncomfortable. This entire episode is just very uncomfortable, which is probably why we're avoiding talking about the episode so much. Yeah. This was a whole thing when Popko showed up with a bunch of his friends. He's talking to Ramona, who we should also say is like giggling, laughing at all his jokes. She's being very into him and very vapid. Um, Jay Money questions it because he he knows the real Ramona and this is not the real Ramona. He understands her. She does not need to debase herself for Robert Popko. Mm. And Popko says like, there are two Kevin Hart movies. Pl- or what, what do you want to see? The Kevin Hart movie that just came out or the Kevin Hart movie that came out a week ago? What do you think, babe? And Ramona responds, but Popka says, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to her. I also just like the shots at Kevin Hart for no reason. <laughs> there are a lot of shots at Kevin Hart this episode. Or two. It's so mean. <laughs> it's like, wow, four houses is gonna start beef. Coming for Kevin Hart. I, no, I don't think you I don't think you guys fully understood what I said right there. Fuller House is trying to start beef with a celebrity. Beef like what DJ choose? Yes, like that kind of beef. Tyler does point out Kevin Hart starred in a TGIF sitcom called The Big House. So it's the War of the Houses, yes. the Kevin Hart House and the Fuller House. Two houses both alike in dignity <laughs> in San Francisco where we lay our scene. Wait, it's The Big House and the Fuller House. Ooh. So his house isn't full, yeah. But it's very big. Yeah. But yeah, Popko is on a date with someone else. He's not into Ramona and Ramona is crushed, but she's hiding it. But so later uh, she appears in the window like Peter Pan. Yes. And Max lets her in and she explains that she's snuck back because she didn't want to be there, but also that she doesn't want her parents to find out because she doesn't want to disappoint them. She's saying they were so excited for me to go out on my first date. I don't want to bail and disappoint my parents, Mm. which was very weird to me. Yeah, it would have read a little more true if she was like, I don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to admit to my parents that I got, you know, rejected. Yeah. Like, again, this is a very uncomfortable episode just in general. Yeah. I think it's weird that they're centering the conflict and the emotional crux of it around the parents in this scene. It feels like that thing like we talk about where the show is not really a family show. It's about mm. DJ most of the time. Yeah. Um, that they're like, it's it's almost like they didn't know what to do if they couldn't make it about like Kimmy Gibbler. Which it's not really about that. It starts about Ramona and the ending is also about Ramona. But it's just this really weird thing in this one scene 
where instead of being like, I just can't be there. I don't want to be embarrassed by Popco. This is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. She says, I don't want to disappoint my parents who were already a little wary of me going on this date. So I climbed up the side of the house to the second floor. And then also, like, it gets to the point where J-Money comes home from the movie and Ramona, like, meets him at the bottom of the stairs to be like, all right, play along. And, like, literally everyone is like, hey, Ramona, how did your date go? Hey, Ramona, how did your date? Like, literally everyone else enters the room and asks about it. And it's just like, wow, you're you're not even going to get, like, give her some space. Yeah, every single person wants to know how Ramona's date went. And she went and she goes like, it's fine. I don't want to talk about it. And everybody's like, but how did it go? She's like, it was super romantic and it was very wonderful. And I'll never forget it. And she runs away. And she runs away. And then Max just tells everybody everything. Yeah. God damn it, Max. What are you doing? (laughs) Is this where we started to hate Max a little bit? I I thought we hated Max at the beginning. I think we hated Max at the beginning, but I think I think like yeah. kind of dick move Max to just yeah. like tell everything. But then Kimmy takes DJ and Stephanie to go console Ramona. I do want to say though, Fernando offers to go up there as well because he knows women. Mm-hmm. Fernando knows women, and he has the self awareness to realize that he should not go up there after uh, upon further thought. And yeah, he has the self awareness to shoot himself down immediately. Yeah, you you know who's not in the conversation, but I think would be really good in this situation, going and consoling Ramona, Mister Woodchuck, Jimmy Gibbler. Yeah, yeah, for drinking that respect women juice, he should give Popko some of that. Yeah, and he's her uncle. That's right. He could have been in this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Mister Woodchuck also would probably do a very good job. Ramona, little girl. You don't want to get upset about Popko. What is he made of? Wood? I don't know. Like he's an unfeeling like piece of wood. Get it? It's it's. I it was a mixed metaphor. It wasn't it wasn't my best work. Like I, I workshop most of these jokes. You take them to to smaller smaller clubs, smaller than. It's, it's but yeah, they thing. they they go upstairs and Max is like, oh man. I sure am lucky that I'm a dude. And then him, J-Money, and Fernando all high-five together in a in an act of solidarity as bros. True bros. And I will admit, we kind of make fun of the She-Wolf thing because it's stupid that they keep trying to make it a yeah. thing. But this was one of the few moments where I kind of like it because they, they go up and they all talk with her, all the women, the mother figures. They make her an honorary member. Yeah, they make her a She-Wolf pup, which is yep. very cute. It is very cute. And they're like... Oh, yeah, no, our first kisses were super boring as well. And then there's a literal flashback. Oh, my God. Well, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's my thing with this. Well, first, I I do want to say Kimmy, and it's very sweet. She tells Ramona, um, you just have to make sure you're kissing someone who's worthy because you're precious. Mm -hmm. And it's a very sweet moment between the two of them. But then Ramona leaves so she's not a part of it anymore. She's the main character in this story arc, and she's not a part of it anymore. And then DJ, Stephanie, and Kimmy all talk about their first kisses, which means they're recounting episodes of Full House. And I start to go, oh, are they going to flashback? Are they going to flashback? And they're done. They talk about it all, and then they're done talking about it. And then they also flashback. It's like, do one or the other. Do neither, really, ideally. Yeah. yeah. But do one or the other, not both. 
but they just very unnaturally recount the entire thing and then also flash back because I guess we forgot. We needed to see all that. Re- we needed to see the 80s hair on DJ. DJ did have really great 80s hair. She did. Back in Full House. Remember, remember Full, Full House? House? I remember Full House. Anyways, yeah, and then Ramona's like, oh, your first kisses weren't super memorable too. And they were like, nah. And that's kind of that's kind of the episode. Um, I think the only thing we missed is there's a conversation between Kimmy and Fernando where we find out Fernando has a purse. Yes. Yes. Um, Which of course he does. It's a man purse. Again, ma- masculinity comes in many different shapes and forms. Exactly. Um, yes. But anyway, but that's the episode. So let's transition into something uh, not as uncomfortable as this episode. Our favorite segment and yours. Sad Boy of the Week time, baby. Sad Hell Boy yeah. of the Week. Sad Boy. I honestly have... I don't really know who I want to nominate this episode. It's not the saddest episode. No. I feel like Ramona, maybe. Ramona, yeah. possibly, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna suggest Ramona. Because uh I mean it's legitimately sad for her. But also she does have the sad moments of like goofing up. Yeah. I, I, I can I can recount what I think is the case for her, but do we have any other nominees? I think I have one. I was thinking about it and I think I I have a pretty strong case for DJ. For DJ. How she crashes a wedding in order to meet guys. She finds a guy. She lies about her name. She says her name is Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> she river dances, makes a scene at this party that she's not supposed to be at, gets kicked out. Yeah, I mean, really, there's a very low bar for this episode. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I don't I won't even recount DJ because I think that's pretty much everything yeah. with DJ. Um, I think also her doing the Irish accent. <gasps> the Irish yes, accent. The Irish that's accent. Right, that was sad. All right, um, Zach had to step out for a second, so uh, Harrison will be taking on the role of Zach for the remainder of the episode. I'm not Zach, really, but I think I can do a pretty decent Zach. It's like he's in the room with me. I think that's the the important thing here. So, which he isn't even normally because COVID. You know, I'm a guy with sweet transitions, so I think I can I can do a good Zach. <laughs> so, uh, Zach Harrison, you think I should recap Ramona's sad boy of the week case? That would be wonderful. Do you agree, Zach? I agree. Let's do let's do it. Uh, this is a great episode, you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing with Ramona. She immediately agrees to kiss a guy she does not like twice she immediately becomes super into him even though she does not like him in, in the literal sad boyedness she's betrayed by him betrayal in a shakespearean sense um she here here's where i think she becomes more of our like classic sad boy which is <laughs> this is her real classic sad boy moment which is that she scales the side of the house and we've seen that yes. house it's a pretty tall house Oh, I didn't think of that. Right? I'm so used to characters in this show just climbing houses that I, I, I underestimated the difficulty of this. But usually it's like down, like Fernando climbs down the house, I think. But yeah, she scales the side of this pretty tall house and climbs in the window because she doesn't want her parents to know that Popco bailed on her, cheated on her. 
Mm-hmm. Popko is a mystery, and so is Ramona. Pop- yeah. <laughs> They're perfect for each other. In a way, yeah. I guess so. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that, Zach? I, I think... Ramona deserves a good man who is not Bobby Bobby Popko. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> Classic Zach. Um, <laughs> and uh, she, uh, she and I think finally uh, she's now a she wolf wolf pup, which is kind of neat and kind of nice in its way. But I think. Um, Carries a little bit of sad bladedness in it. Mm-hmm. She does the full Aww! with the ears yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, those are the cases. Um, who do you vote for? Uh, so um, the DJ, you know, I don't think DJ was even really that sad. I think I she know. was having a great time. And it's not her fault she didn't know he was gay because, I mean, like, what are you? She's not magic or whatever. That's what I was thinking. Again, sad boy of the week often has so much to do with status. Yeah. DJ is just blissfully ignorant. Yeah. You can be low status and not realize it. And that's often a great (laughs) sad boy. But DJ does plenty of embarrassing things, but she's never quite low status enough. We have to like divide them up, right? Like there's the high, high status and happy characters. They're out of the running. And there's the low status, very sad characters. They're the instant champions. Yeah. <laughs> and and there is low status, but not upset. Yeah. Which I also love. Also classic sad boy material. Oh, yeah. So I think my vote is for Ramona, honestly. Actually, pa- Tyler did just bring up a good point. That Popko was a pretty sad during that Fernando bit. That's true. And Pop go uh, all, all but begging for a kiss from Ramona. Yes. Though part of me wonders is, are we just saying this because we know Popco is sad or because he was sad in this moment? I mean, he was pretty surprised when Ramona said yes. Yeah. I just, here's my thing. I think scaling the side of the house and taking fashion advice from Max... <laughs> Which I forgot to mention, Ramona takes fashion advice from Max. Oh yeah, she takes fashion advice from a seven-year-old. I think I gotta, I think I gotta go with Ramona. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Zach, what do you say? Um, I think DJ is an underrated choice here. Uh, so I'm gonna go DJ. Okay, Zach. You do that. You do that. High five, Zach. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It must be so cool to hang out in person during COVID. I hope you're socially distancing, except for that high five, which, by the way, I must point out, and this was entirely unexpected. I was so certain Uh Jay Money was going to clinch it. Ramona, I think, is now tied for first place with Steve. What? I think Steve has three wins and I think Ramona has three wins now. Wow, she had a lot early on that I forgot about. Oh, my God. Holy shit. This is what it. (laughs) What happens doing it an episode to episode basis? Because I would not describe her as one of the saddest characters on the show, even at this point. Jay Money, completely. Fernando, completely. Oh, definitely. But she has won more episodes than they oh have. Oh my god. Jay Money was very sad in this episode, but this wasn't a Jay Money episode. No, no. His sadness was like a little treat at the beginning. 
Yeah. A little a little appetizer. <laughs> An amuse-bouche of sadness, if you will. The sadness in this episode was not very high quantity. It was like a fancy yeah. dish at a restaurant of exactly. sadness. Like a, 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 a nicely sliced chicken liver. And on that note, I think we'll wrap up. If you enjoyed this episode, despite its bumps in the road, or if you just want more, or please, if you, even if you didn't, follow us at Fullest House Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we're also, I think, Fullest House Pod on Facebook. Uh, Juan Pablo Depache, please come on our podcast. We are down to talk about Fernando. We need you right now. At all times. We are down a host right now. We need some Juan Pablo Depache. I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. And until next time, may your houses be fuller and may your kisses be precious. I locked myself out. I locked myself out!